a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are your fellow telcos doing to help upgrade subscribers? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the podcast. My name is Andy Johns with Word South, and I am joined by friend of the podcast, friend of Word South, Maxie Hurst. Thanks for being on with me. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. So uh, some of you will be hearing this just like a regular podcast on the audio feed. Others are watching uh, the live feed on YouTube uh, through the NTCA's virtual marketing and sales conference. For those of you watching on video, you get to see my cool um, quarantine haircut that we did on the back deck about two weeks ago where this side of my hair is way shorter than this side, but um, the John's family haircuts didn't go great. But, um, but we're here. If you're on audio, then I'm sorry that you're, you're missing that. But um, Maxie was on a, uh, a session, a panel uh, yesterday at the NTCA conference. Um, it was about uh, upgrading subscribers, um, peers, pressures, and upgrading subscribers. And I wanted to take an opportunity to kind of rehash some of that. I think the, the, the first thing people will remember was the um, epic chat war that you guys started with uh, discussions of ice cream and beer and um, celebrities from the States. So it, it, was, uh, it was great. The, uh, Kurt from Vermont was on there. Rob from Montana was on there. And you, of course, represented Texas. Yes. Um, I mean, I guess we were just really taking a moment to tell our story, uh, starting with where we're from and, you know, definitely being a, a rural cooperative um, broadband provider, your people, it, that's the number one thing you always have to take into consideration. And so it was interesting. Uh, I really appreciated them asking us to show where we're from. Um, of course, there were some similarities with some of the landscapes and some of the beautiful imagery and, and the lakes. And I mean, the number one ice cream bluebell versus the number two ice cream Ben and Jerry. So absolutely. Um, it was great. <laughs> I did not realize how different Vermont and Texas were, but they're, they're pretty much exact opposites on a lot of things, size and like, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So interesting. Um, but both are, both are excellent. So, um, well, I wanted to, to get into the, the substance of the, the debate or of the panel. A lot of what you guys were talking about um, dealt with upgrading subscribers. Um, and I know that, um, uh, and, and this is a time when a lot of people are, are dealing with a lot of upgrades. Um, you know, if there is a silver lining to everything that's going on, um, it's been focusing more and more just how essential their broadband connection is, uh, their internet connection has been. What are you guys seeing and what are you guys doing in terms of upgrading folks uh, these days? So um, for our for our area, for rural East Texas, um, what happened was our school districts went on spring break. So a week in the spring, kids are out. Um, and then for the most part, they never went back to school. Um, so that spring break, which was a, a true break from, you know, education in the realm of we're not going to study no books and everyone was relaxing. Um, and then school districts were preparing their learn from home initiatives. Um, so there was probably about a two week window where, the pandemic started to ramp up, but we didn't see it in our industry because those initiatives had not been placed yet. There had not been the initiatives to where um, instead of coming back from spring break, you're going to come pick up a packet. Um, as soon as that information started to 
be distributed from the school districts, our industry got flipped upside down. Um, we started seeing requests for new service from areas People have had the opportunity to take our service for years, but hadn't. There hadn't been a need in their home for broadband at that point. And all of a sudden, there was a, a very important need. Their children were not going to get the same education opportunities that their neighbor because they had not previously subscribed to our service. So that was definitely something that we had to navigate. And then just the amount of upgrades, the requests for, and it wasn't, oh, I'd like to try the next speed. It was, I need the most you can give me and I need it yesterday. Mm. So, I mean, at one point we were working seven days a week, extended hours to manage those upgrades and to manage those installations. It was definitely, um, it was very tiring. Um, and there was... <laughs> well, there was also this perception that um, we were, quote, benefiting from um, an unfortunate situation. Um, mm, and that okay. did that did get put before us um, from subscribers. What we did do um, for new customers and for upgrades. So any upgrade that was done, it was at no additional charge until a certain date. So we knew that people were having to increase their monthly budget from something that was completely out of their control. Um, even adding broadband, which was hard for some of our teams because like I said, these customers had the opportunity to be our customer previously and they just chose not to. So there was definitely a, how do we show preferential treatment to someone who now needs us over someone who has been with us for years? And I pointed out that they are increasing their budget, you know, two and threefold because it's not just an upgrade. They're bringing on new service, and they had not planned on doing so. So we did offer, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, we offered a promotion. Um, basically, we extended a grace period to new subscribers where there was no monthly fee for the first month and there was no setup fees to help them get established with that broadband connection that they needed um, now to work or to educate. Got it. And it was, I mean, it is kind of the perfect storm of the school stuff, the work from home stuff. And then, of course, you know, entertainment, there's um, there's that side of it, too, I'm sure. Um, oh, yes. You know, folks streaming Tiger King and all that, um, which is a discussion we probably need to have another day. Um, but, but one of the things that you mentioned in the panel yesterday um, was brutal honesty and oversharing. And I know you guys have such a big service area. Um, you've got a mix of different technologies delivering that. Um, and you've got some really long loops. Um, you got some spots fixed wireless. Um, so, you know, it's not like uh, a real tight area that was all, all fiber. You guys were having to explain to some folks that, you know, you're getting the top speed you can have right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so we do. So a little bit about peoples in rural East Texas. Uh, we do have fiber, copper, and a fixed wireless footprint. And we span with services in 17 different counties and in any of those counties, we could offer all three services. So um, on a normal day, educating our potential subscribers and our current subscribers of what's available to them is a challenge. Um, and then you throw in a mix of this high demand for high speed. And we were day in and day out having to explain um, you are receiving the fastest speed you can get. And then to hear someone, you know, rebuttal that with, but I need faster to work. I mean, here's the thing, like it broke our hearts because we right. 
could not offer anything more. Um, and then, and then from a personal perspective, because we were all going through this together, every one of us needed faster speed. A lot of our employees worked from home during this time period. Some still are, um, and some of them aren't on our service. So we were seeing it, you know, we understood, but there was still not much that we could do. Um, and then in our fixed wireless situation, it got to a point where we had to close down towers. Um, a little, just wow. a brief background on how fixed wireless operates. Um, if you look at a pizza, every slice you take out of that pizza, there is no more pizza left. So some wireless technology operates in a similar fashion that the more pieces you divvy up, the less there is there to take away. Um, and so we had to restrict upgrades, um, restrict new new service. Um, and that was very difficult because if that subscriber who was our customer had called four days prior, maybe we could process their upgrade, but they didn't. And then we couldn't offer them a faster speed. So we, we went through a lot of challenges like that, that I, I mean, I jokingly, which it's probably too soon to say, but I do say things out loud. So the next time, Let's make sure too. Um, and not to say that there's going to be another pandemic that puts us in this situation, but I mean, God forbid if there is and we're not better prepared, then sure. that's on us. So we definitely are continuing to have conversations about what could we have done different? Was there an opportunity to do something better or just maybe not even better, just different? So those were some of the big challenges that we faced. You know, I think the folks tuning in right now, we've got um, Gabe and Bernice from uh, Hill Country. We've got, uh, looks like Claudia from Panhandle. You take a couple of Texas and Oklahoma um, co-ops, put them together. That's, it's like the size of Vermont, Kurt State. So I'm not stir anything up um, if Kurt's tuning in. But I mean, it's basically the size of Vermont when you when you put a couple of those together. But um, well, as, you, as you're looking at it, um, can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, you mentioned those promotions and, um, you know, how much do you, how much do you want to get into what, what those were? Do you feel pretty good talking about those? Oh, I don't mind talking about that. No. Okay. Um, because what we did was we just, we offered, um, like I said, we offered anyone of our current subscriber, they could upgrade their speed at no additional charge for a two month period. Um, and so basically, I mean, not to say to get through that, you know, that was kind of our thought is if you were our customer and you had, you were comfortable with a certain investment and a comfortable with a certain speed allocation, and now you needed more, let's give you the opportunity to take what you need during this trying time. And then if you want to come back down to a lower speed tier, absolutely, we'll be happy to take care of that. And we, at this point, we are starting to see some subscribers come back and say, um, you know, school is out of session. Sure. Um we were doing just fine on a different package and we'd like to be taken back down. And to be honest, I mean, we, we all know that the economy is have has definitely seen some shift as well. So right. um, we know that that's going to be the case that that higher package may have been very beneficial for working from home and educating their kiddos and entertainment, but it just doesn't fit into their monthly plan at this time. And so um, we're starting to see some subscribers go back down to where they were pre-pandemic. Um, as far as new installations, we uh, extended that. Uh, we waived any setup fees that the subscriber would have and the first month of service. Now, something Peoples does that um, it's, 
it's kind of a secret, but um, <laughs> to this now it's going out of podcast land. So get ready. <laughs> um, but what we try to do is um, we do what we call clean billing. And we do that because when you offer a customer something, for example, you won't see an increase in your bill in X amount of months. And then you have a billing software that does prorations. The subscriber doesn't understand that from the vast majority. And so what we always try to do is what we call a clean bill and we make everything effective on the first of the month. And so some people may have gotten depending on when their install closed out, they may have gotten longer. So we're just now starting to see some of those subscribers that came to us due to those situations. And it'll be interesting to see how they stick around. You know, um, did we do it? Do we do a good job? Do we do them justice? Are they going to stay with us as subscribers? So we're very excited to see how this shifts in the next few months. Definitely. Well, I know it was a three-person panel yesterday in about 45 minutes and with plenty of talk about, you know, who had the best celebrities from each state and all that. Was there anything kind of left on the cutting room floor from the session yesterday or anything you didn't get to discuss uh, during that panel yesterday that you wanted to um, to bring up? Uh, if you've done the work, might as well before we, before we wrap up the podcast. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we, and we did, you know, originally we had wanted to not speak so much on the pandemic and how that infected your industry. But and when you're talking about upgrades and, and bringing on new customers, you, you can't not talk about it. But right. some of the things that I had planned for based on the topic was to kind of talk about some of the war stories that we had, um, just, you know, tidbits about when you're looking to do an upgrade of packages and plans, um, you just got to be cognizant of your billing software. Um, so one particular war story that we have had is um, management made the decision to offer faster speed packages. No one will ever in marketing say, oh, I think that's a bad idea. Um, sure. So we were, right. we were on board. Um, except for the fact that we had done a phenomenal speed bump promotion. So if you remember, I said we like to make everything clean billing. So what we had is this, you know, just turmoil of uh, packages that were already effective in a future date. And now we've gone retroactive to change uh, our overall packages. Okay. And so even not billing, being a billing software guy, Andy, I can see that you can see how that could present. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and yes. so um, that, that happened. Um, and it was, it was a challenge because what ended up happening is you had communicated to your customers, man, you're going to get this great new package when billing processed those old codes were still because they were future dated, they were still in the account. So they didn't get to see it. So, you know, that was, that shame on us, which we were able to come back and communicate much like the, the presentation earlier, you know, you own your mistakes. And we said, we are so sorry. And um, we'll make everything right. We'll go back, just paid this much for this month. Um, explained what happened. Um, you mentioned brutal honesty. Um, right. We had to go a little bit there and just explain this was in our billing software, this, this, that. Um, and then our customers were, were okay. But that initial reaction was, you told me this and right. this is what happened. Um, so you always have to think about those dynamics. Um, sometimes the marketing team may have to stand up a little stronger and say, I know I asked for gig packages and I'm 
excited that we're doing it, but we need to wait about three months until this processes and then we'll put it in action. Um, because you can have some, some things that were supposed to be really, really great and really, really good for your subscribers and it kind of backfire. Um, True. In the end, they're coming out with a better package in the end though. It's just, it, yeah, a little ugly getting there. Uh, just, time. Yeah. It takes your, your nice new shiny car and kind of dings it a little Ooh. bit. And, and so um, we also, I mean, again, war stories and had we known um, we just, upgraded and changed our fixed wireless packages to offer subscribers higher speed for less money. So we went in and we um, automatically. People generally tend to like that. They do. They do. Except for when the demand skyrockets within two weeks of launching those new fixed wireless packages. And then maybe you're not seeing the full benefit because of um, higher usages than we'd ever seen. And there's nothing we could have done differently there. It's just one of our, our war stories that we'll get to tell, you know, years from now when we go, man, you remember that one time? So, um, I don't, that's where the brutal honesty and the oversharing definitely came into play at our company because we told customers how much our usage had increased. We were telling them how much of a strain it was putting, um, how much impact it was putting on their specific tower and network, just trying to give them some visibility into why your service isn't performing exactly the way you think it should. And to say, this is what has happened. Um, this is what we typically do to try to prepare for that. And we had no way, no way of foreseeing that. So sure. It was definitely, we have talked more to our customers um, in the past few months than probably ever have or ever will. And wow. it's been a bad thing, but it has been a lot of challenges. Interesting. That's, uh, that's something interesting to think about. I'll be interested to hear if other folks are, are in the same boat. Um, but hopefully that pays dividends long term, building that relationship, that kind of thing, hopefully. That's our goal. All right. Well, Maxie, thank you. Um, I guess you're, you're enjoying the virtual conference uh, for the most part. So I'm going to, brutal honesty, I had some severe doubts, um, but it has been very good. Um, NTCA has done a great job in the, uh-huh. the program that they have um, invested in to make it work. And um, being on a panel and seeing it from that perspective and then from the audience perspective as well. Um, so I'm going to say kudos to NTCA and, and good job and, and pulling it off with this trying time and I've been very, very pleasantly surprised and and we are enjoying it. Me too. And, uh, you know, word South, obviously we're happy to have our booth, happy to be a sponsor and happy that it's, uh, they've, they pulled it off the way that we had. We originally had the sponsorship. I don't, I guess I can say this. We originally had the sponsorship to be on everybody's hotel room key and can't really do that virtually, but, uh, we'll get it next year, I guess. So, but thank you, Maxie, for being on uh, this episode and I've got uh, working on a couple more, um, to come out as well. So thanks for being on. You're welcome. She is Maxie Hurst. She is with People's Telephone in Quitman, Texas. I'm Andy Johns with Word South. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.